You are now tuned in to Hollywood Ways with Doug and Breezy. Oh, hey Ted. I know that you like the lies, know you like the way it shines. There's no other place you'd rather be. This is how we do it in Hollywood. Hollywood this is how we do it in Hollywood. All right, welcome to Hollywood Ways. I'm excited because I have my star back, and it's been like three weeks where I'm kind of mumbling to myself. I know Ted is here, and I get it, but Breezy, we're glad to have you back. What's happening? Glad to be back. What is going on Feeling with Feeling refreshed. Yeah? Yeah. You look good, although I got to be honest, with everything that's going on in LA, you can't see her outfit except on the vlog, but, <laughs> and it doesn't matter, by the way. Just let's be clear. I don't care if she's white, black, anything. Right now, I saw her in the parking lot where we had a robbery a couple days ago, and I was like, oh, shit, and then I go, oh, it's Breezy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you attempting to uh, to look uh, a little tougher with what's going on uh, right now? I'm just not really worried about what I'm wearing these days. I yeah. mean, because clearly that is the thing that's making you a target. Yeah, you know, I, so kind of playing it more casual than usual. And you look good, so I don't want to well, say you. like you shouldn't. You should dress whatever you want. Yeah, um, it's just right now we're all a little hypersensitive. We'll get into that in a minute. But what's been going on? How's shooting? How's shooting has been nonstop. I mean, we are well into season four, which is cool. I could talk about now because everybody knows that I'm back and I'm not dead. Um, shooting has been nonstop. We are working to get this thing done. Kind of like just about at our midway point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but just a, just a lot going on. And, and COVID still has a big effect on shows these days. Did someone get sick? Or what? Um, I mean, yeah, there's I mean, I don't I don't I don't recall a time since we've started that we don't have at least one COVID case. It's unbelievable. You know, and depending on who you are, what zone you are in, it, it's very effective. You know, if it affects everybody. So yeah. um, when that happens, rescheduling has to take place almost immediately. So the days you thought you were off, you're not. Right. <laughs> you thought you were working for one scene. Now they're doing all five of yours in one day, you know, so. Um, That's just, the hardest part of it. When you're on call all the time and you can't really like. And, and again, let's be clear. We're all psyched to be working, whatever we yeah, are. Yeah. But it's still, it makes your life hard to function. And you got a child that you take care of. Or, yeah. You know, I, mean, I think that's one thing about Hollywood people don't know. Because I've seen people get excited and, and you know, want to be here. And they finally get, like, let's just say a show. Because TV and film's a lot different, you know. Um, but with, with TV, it's like... You, you're gonna have to be there. Yeah, you're gonna have to be there, and this is going on for a long time. To whereas a movie is, you know, what about three, four months? Yeah. You're gonna shoot. You but know? it's also different because when you're doing a single camera drama, yeah. and especially, I think you guys have a lot of night scenes, right? Yeah, I mean that. That's well, we, a, we do both, but do I mean, both, but, but but a night. I deliberately on Entourage. I used to. to to not write night scenes, even party right. scenes. You'll see sometimes they're the like day parties. I remember the, the day, day party parties at the beach, yeah. Because and that was really because I don't like to be up all night. And yeah. uh, you know, some people don't get that. That's actually a, it's a. Well, grind. See, that's the luxury of of writing. Yeah, everybody doesn't feel like that. You know what I'm saying? But some writers are like, listen, I just want it to be authentic as possible. Which yeah. whatever, whatever we can speak about that. But I guess what I was saying is the difference between an hour drama and a multicam. Yeah, like people don't get like a multicam, especially you know the Friends. They had gotten it down to a science at the end of their run where they would only work 
the last day, you know. Yeah. So it was one day a week to make that. That was a three camera show. That was correct? a three camera yeah. show. And they don't even do that no more. But they weren't even doing run throughs at the end. So like most multi camera shows, you do a run through, which is like a play before you actually film it. Um, and the friends like decided, a yeah, basically a rehearsal. But the friends decided we got this down, and yeah. you're paying us a million bucks a week, so we want to be there as little as possible. Yeah. So they were their job at the end was like a few hours a week. So with three cameras, was it less takes? Well, they usually they do it live in front of an audience. Oh, audience, yeah, yeah. If yeah. they have to get that's something. where that's where Bentley was was involved right. in, in those type of shows. Yeah. yeah. So if you that's what you want to do, by the way, as as the the great job if you can get it and it's on a working show. Yeah. I mean, you know, then you're kind of doing a play. So you're not, you yeah. know, when you're doing a, a single camera that's like a movie every single week. Yeah. You know, you were on set. All day, and I think you know Scott Kahn, who's a good friend of mine, who was on you know Hawaii Five. I was just watching Varsity Blues the other night, and Scott's I seen him awesome. in it. And I was yeah. like, he's so young. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's because I've seen him now, you know, because of you, and yeah. he's older. But I've seen him young, and I thought that movie was good. We were all young once, breezy. Yeah, I know. And no longer. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> speak <I'm>, for yourself. <laughs> there's Ted Foxman in the booth. I'm glad you're back. And when we come back, I want to get into some. Uh, News stories and some life that's happening on lot to talk about. L.A. So we'll be right back. Hey, Breezy, remember when CBD came out? We all wanted it to be like cannabis, and it wasn't. It helps with something, but you don't exactly feel it. Well, prepare to have your mind change. CBDX.com felt the same way, so they went all in on Delta 8 THC. CBDX gummies and vape are federally legal form of THC. You will absolutely feel it. At CBDX, they have flour, cartridges, vape products, gummies. These will get you stoned and feeling great, but remember, never drive or operate heavy machinery when using these products don't do podcasts either oh yeah they will show up as thc on a drug test looking for some relief go to cbdx.com that's four letters cbdx and use this code hwayz that's code hwayz you'll get 20 percent off and a free gift and help support the show the days of paying high prices at the dispensary are over the days of sketchy handoffs are over too do it right do it legally and it feels the same go to cbdx.com that's four letters cbdx use code hwayz Get yourself some gummies or a vape. You'll be blown away that this is legal and shipped directly to you. Hollywood this. Hollywood that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Welcome back, Hollywood Ways. So, got a bunch of things to talk about. First one, which is the big thing in the news, which you have some personal connection to, but Jesse Smollett. Did you have scenes with him on Empire? Oh, yeah. I had a lot of scenes with Jesse. Um, he was one of the you know first people that I worked with, him and Terrence Howard. And, um, you know, we spent... A few years working together and closely. What were your thoughts I mean, on meeting him? him the, Jesse's cool. That whole cast was cool. Everybody was when this whole ordeal um, initially happened. I mean, I was getting calls out the ass from every media outlet you can think of, and I'm like, wait, like what happened? And that's not the person I know, you know. So I can't. I couldn't really speak to it. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Right. What I do know is that. I lived in Chicago for years and I did not like it. I didn't like it. It was it was very sketchy. You know, where we filmed that was sketchy. I don't care where you lived at. It was just it was just a sketchy city for me. But not to get political cuz obviously the crime rate in Chicago is flying through the the roof. We know that. But do you mean sketchy you felt as a black woman sketchy or you just meant I don't overall? care who you are. Right, it, right. It's as, as sketchy as L.A. feels right yeah. now. That's how I felt in Chicago. And then I also didn't know anyone. And, you know, like when you're doing these shows, you know, if this show is shooting in Vancouver, you got to go to Vancouver. Right. I don't even know 
which way is north in Vancouver? Right. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was like a fish out of water, me going to Chicago. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of believe that, you know, I used to walk to a 7-Eleven every night to have dinner because I didn't know where to go and I didn't have a car and I'm not really traveling that far in the city. So in the beginning, I was like, well, shoot, I used to walk to a 7-Eleven and it was sketch, yeah. but I just I was hungry. Yeah, <laughs> you but, know. But, so, but I guess me, what what the problem is is that I'm having right now with the whole freaking universe, and I think you know me. I want social justice. I want equality for everybody on the planet Earth. But the problem to me that I'm seeing is, I, I mean, listen, we got to say it. The guy was found guilty. Of lying, right? Yeah, of lying and creating this whole thing. But the bigger problem is is it's not just that he lied and and it's all the problems it created for the system. It's that the media went off on this thing and, again, divides us, that we're all at war with each other. And I believe – I really do believe this. I believe the media is making the situation so much worse. If you're a black kid – Anywhere, and you turn on the news right now, I believe you will be terrified of every single cop that you see. And if you're whatever, if you're us living in L.A. right now, which it is real that the crime rate is rising, but the media will now pounce on that. And we're all walking around. We really are. And yeah. we were robbed the other day here. So it's not like it's not happening. But we're all walking around really scared and really paranoid. And that's what kind of creates the yeah. problem and the divisiveness. Yeah. And again, I, I mean, I, I, I if it would have happened now, it would have probably been more believable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in L.A. Yeah, he should have waited. His timing yeah, was know. off. But I just I find it. Unfortunately, I, in the court of law, I mean, there, you can appeal it, you can do all that stuff, but you know when you have a jury and and they come up with their answer, then that's just it, you know, and it's unfortunate. But it, it's just it was such a crazy in my mind, such a crazy hoax, and I guess what the problem is, and I'm not saying it on the left or the right, they both do it. They take these stories yeah. and they just go, okay, this is fact, forget everything, because yeah. this is three years ago already, yeah. and it took three years to. By the way, he's never going to do any jail time. So and the sucky part is that. There was only three people involved, like so. That that. What else can anyone say? But what about what? A, what a giant viral moment! Like I can't oh, come huge. up with shit for my Instagram huge. to get this kind of attention. This guy really. Yeah. If he would have put his mind to some creative endeavors that were yeah. not stupid. Well, but, I mean, I agree with you. If in fact it was a planned thing, you know what I mean. But do you I still doubt it. I wasn't there, no, you know, I know so I, I'm kind of just staying there. Like, I wasn't there. I don't know what to tell you. And I have, I've, I've spoken to him, like, since then. Yeah. I've spoken to him in the past three years. You know what I mean? It's like. Well, I guess that's the kind of the thing, I'm right? talking about it. This thing in the world, though, is like, um, even when, again, I know there are juries that have railroaded people. We know that. But he, he went to trial. A jury convicted him. And yeah. still now people, and I'm not saying you, but people will go like, well, we don't know because we weren't there. We never are going to know one million percent for sure. But the fact yeah. is, the guy said he masturbated with the other guy, and it's like he's having oh. a good time. Who doesn't like a good time? <laughs> he's having a good time. You I really want to get to know those kinds of people. That wasn't a crime. Yeah, no, you know no. What I mean, definitely they were. Not a crime. If he was having a good time, like whatever, and and it happens. I think it's just again, unfortunate situation. Bad call. Flag on the play, whatever it was. I just, I hope, I think you and I are on the same page that um, racism 
Of course it exists, but we're making it worse by the second. And still, in my mind, this country is the most liberal place on the planet Earth. It may not be the best. There's a lot of fucking problems. But I think we got to stop. Every time the media puts, in, puts a story up, we got to start going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got it. They got yeah. it. They got it. And we got to wait for the facts. And we got to let the system well, that's work. What, that's, the, that's, what's, that's what media is for. Yeah. The it, storytellers. It's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what it's for. So everybody – Doing their job, whatever. Okay, but that being said, L.A. really right now, and I don't want to debate because I post something on Instagram and everyone wants to talk about, hey, you're the liberal that voted for this shit. I didn't vote for any shit, okay? I've been a a pro-law and order person my whole life. That does not mean I'm pro-railroading people or keeping people down. So... How are you feeling right now? Do you feel that there is a problem going on in L.A. right now? Hell yes, a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, I feel very out of place. And and maybe because I'm younger and I have never experienced anything like this. And I've never lived in a place where it was like this. I've never lived in fear the way I do now. So tell me what you mean exactly. You feel out of place. I feel out of place because it's not the person I am. It's not the things I've been around in my life. So it's almost like somebody putting you in a war zone. You can't put me in Call of Duty and I've never played the game. So growing up in Philadelphia, you're not a rich, not a rich neighborhood. I have never grew. I've never lived in the ghetto. I have never woke up to gunshots. I've never, you know, seen police people up. I've never none of that. Okay, so right now, though, what are you feeling that you're living in? You feel like are you hearing gunshots? I I feel like one, because they're targeting people who seem to have some sort of wealth or or jewelry and, and, and designer things and stuff like that. And like, I'm one of those people. You know what I mean? To the guy who was just sitting, I mean, me and my fiance, we go and we have lunch wherever. We love a good outside moment. Yeah. That is being targeted. Yeah. You know, and the guy who was at Bossa Nova, who we pull up all the time and I let her run in and get the food. Right. The guy that pulled up in front of Bossa Nova who ended up dead trying to save his girlfriend. Right. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like all the things that we do in our common life, regardless of our tax bracket, are are, are being threatened. And that and that's why one of the your things- bagel spot. I don't even want to go. It's on the radar. Yeah. The normal things. Yeah. I can see, you know, we kind of know, hey, don't go uh, down Skid Row flooded in diamonds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or something like that. But now it's like, hey, be careful at that Walgreens. Yeah. But I need to, to speak to the fact that a lot of people on Instagram, whatever, oh, now that rich people are getting targeted, oh, you give a shit. No, no. I always gave a shit. The point is, and I believe, I personally really believe this is almost organized terrorism. This 80 people getting together and going, we're going into Nordstrom's. These are not. Well, that's des- exactly what that is. This is not desperate, broke people who need a meal. This is people who are basically going, let's hit the neighborhoods that will f- up the entire they're just saying, system. They're saying f- yeah. So what else is going? You, you, you know, you, you sent me a thing last night about these these Elon Musk brain chips. I mean, what like what I'm is that? I'm just trying Where to figure out. There's so much going on in the world, and I, I just want to know um, what what is the purpose? Have you not heard anything? I have of these brain chips. Well, I think there's a lot of purpose, and some of it's good. I mean, some of it is. Well, help me, help me understand. It, okay, so there's some things, and I'm not saying what's going to work or not, and I don't know what specifically Elon Musk, but they're talking about brain chips that can help paralyzed people that can help them move again the brain chips that can help blind people see again Hmm. so technology is an amazing thing but at the same time you know we know what happened in the terminator robocop war games etc where the computers take over and that was the thing that i saw that really freaked me out they're reproducing uh uh did you see this 
They're having ro- like Ted explained this. They're having like robot babies or like having. But no, no, no. Deeper than that, they're the the that that one company that is asking humans permission to use their face on these robots in their voices. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it's this- getting deep, and I'm just trying to figure out where are we going. Do we want a complete technical? Uh, what do, what do you call it? Like a race? Uh, I don't know, but it because they're not human. The question is, does it matter what we want? Technology is going to create it. So how do we control what's going to happen? I'm trying to figure out, is, they, is this what they want? Are we not good enough that you have to make I don't think we're good 100 enough. million robots? <laughs> I don't think we're good enough. <laughs> you know, like RoboCop is such an amazing movie, actually. Maybe we should talk about that. And that's got to be 30 or 40 years old now. But it is is where... Uh, police officers are, are half human, half robots. Mm-hmm. And of course it goes awry because that's just what happens in, in movies technology. But what if there were able to make, because I still can't understand it, I, all, all the gun violence that ends up happening, I can't believe they can't invent a gun. I know the taser is an attempt at that. I can't believe they can't invent a gun like the Jetsons had, where a cop can just shoot somebody with like a like a circle of, of shit that fucking freezes them instantaneously like at this stage of the game we can't do that you know they got a new mace that you can spray on someone and it's like it almost reminds you of slime it sticks you can't get it off (laughs) does it work though i mean yeah my friend has it i'd hate to spray that shit and they're like what the fuck it's super it's super like powerful it's almost like you know the equivalent of someone shooting a gun and they and they run ballistics like you can't get that stuff off your skin but does it stop you from attacking somebody like can i spray him in the eyes maybe like could i have sprayed the guy at my door and he? it's just that you you'll you'll be able to be immediately guilty i mean that's just the thing it's like if somebody puts a you know when you like would they have money and they got uh ink in it yeah you know it's not going to get off the money so we know you stole that <sighs> i don't know though i just i just i want personal safety for everybody i think there's no society without that so we got we got to lighten this up i want to talk about uh some christmas movies that you love over the years is that all right i love christmas movies all throughout the year all right good we'll be right back hey guys jay cutler started a new podcast called uncut with jay cutler Most of you know me from the NFL, some of you have seen me on Instagram, and some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, trending topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life, former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting? I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you. Go subscribe now. Uncut with Jay Cutler, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back, Hollywood Ways. Christmas Yay. is coming, Breezy. Jingle bells. You celebrate Christmas? Yes. Yeah? I love Christmas. Yeah, you got your tree up or what? We're about to. Yeah. About tomorrow, maybe. Right. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know. We're in all this political correctness. What do you feel about this? Like, are you, are you allowed to say Merry Christmas or you have to say Happy Holidays now? Are you allowed to focus on your own Am holiday? I allowed? Anyone. I, I say I, Merry Christmas. I don't I don't really get into that. You know, because they're trying to cancel everything now. Like, I mean. They can't. I, they're I trying to cancel Christmas? Well, that's been going on for a while. And, and again, I'm not a I'm not a Trump guy at all. But, you know, he was like, I'll, I'm going to say Merry Christmas. I'm not saying Happy Holiday. And I'm totally fine with that i'm gonna say merry christmas to i think you. you say happy holidays if if i know i'm not gonna talk to you from before thanksgiving to after the new year right but some a because certain section of the society is trying to make it that it's always happy holidays and you want oh. to include everybody and everything but i would like to say merry christmas to you i'd hope you'd like to say happy I'm a, hanukkah to me 
And uh, that's, Happy that's, <laughs> that's what we Happy that's Hanukkah. what we celebrate. But I want to talk about both things because I read some articles about some Christmas movies that they want to they want to get rid of because they don't like the tone of them. I'm starting to lose my mind. Like, I've, ne- I, I, I've loved every Christmas movie, but like classic Christmas movies. I'm trying to think about what they were talking about. Scotty. What, yeah, what? the New York Post uh, had an article about canceling Christmas movies like It's a Wonderful Life, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's the problem? Toxic with- masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Home I- Alone is my favorite. <laughs> Was there any toxic masculinity in that? Joe Pesci, maybe? like uh- Joe Pesci, maybe Buzz. Buzz. Is-, is Home Alone your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. I was a huge Macaulay Culkin fan as, as a child. He's awesome. And you know, that's John Hughes. So John Hughes, you know, is, I think, I, I, I'm not even sure if he directed it. I think Christopher Columbus might have directed that, but John Hughes, I think, wrote it. But he's Ferris Bueller and yeah. Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club. Oh, he's good. Have you ever seen Die Hard? Duh. Oh, we gotta okay. get I, mean, I think I have. So Die Hard's Bruce Willis, which is an action movie where yeah. a terrorist group Older. Yeah. takes over. Older. It's like we're older. It's actually it's not older. It's probably the same time as uh, Home Alone, isn't it? What year is Die Hard? What's the Die Hard? I think was like eighty eight, and I think Home Alone is ninety. Are you right on that? Yes, I'm right on that. Wow, that's shocking. So I'm not even in L.A. yet when Die Hard comes out. But Die Hard is a classic Christmas movie that a lot of people, my girlfriend argues with me, it's not a Christmas movie, I guess, because there's guns in it. But it is a Christmas movie. And 88 and 90. We now need Breezy to to see Die Hard for sure, because it's a classic Bruce Willis, and uh, yeah. he takes over Christmas. So what are you going to do for Christmas? You got any plans? or? Um, I, we, you know, holidays for us, we just, it's about our family and we just, you know, try to be together and just have a good time. Diego has, uh, a number of activities he wants to do in the house. So we'll be doing that. And what are you going to get Diego for Christmas? I know for sure. Getting him a new, uh, iMac, getting him a new computer. You know what movie you should watch? Ted just brought it up. But have you ever seen a Christmas story? That's a movie I think Diego would like a lot. A classic movie about this kid. He just wants this at the time when I guess people weren't so sensitive about it. But These kids are different these days. But he wanted a Daisy Air Rifle. But he'll, he'll laugh at this movie. Trust me. My kids watched it when they were kids, which is only... 12 years ago yeah. he'll, he'll laugh his ass off at I mean you're gonna show him Home Alone like Christmas Story is a classic you yeah. know um, it's just a silly you never seen the one with James Franco I don't know what movie we're talking about what is it I'm sure I have what are you saying a James Franco Christmas movie yeah I mean is it uh, Rogan is in there too he's in some shitty Christmas thing I heard now on HBO there's some does anyone know about that hang on James Franco Christmas movie oh, oh Surviving it's called, Christmas no, it's, called, it's called Why Him no, but no, it's, but it's surviving that's not Christmas? the movie I'm talking about. No, he, it's called Why Him, and he has this girl who she brings her family to meet him. They end up staying for Christmas. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? I remember the commercial, <laughs> but I never saw it. I love that movie. So, all right. Well, uh, we're going to bring Chris Spencer on, who actually is um, his wife, Vanessa, was casting for Entourage and, and nice. was obviously very helpful in, in getting us. Chris was in my fiance, Chris's one of her favorite movies. Which one? A Low Down Dirty Shame. That's a good movie. Yeah. So. Jesus, she knows every line. So is she excited that Chris is here? Or no? They're sitting uh, next to each other here in the booth, and I'm she's really probably, sure. She's probably like trying to figure out how to text them. Let's make sure nothing's going on back there. Because I would Let's really just, fuck just up Breezy and, and Vanessa Rodriguez's <laughs> Christmas. So, so when we come back, we'll come back with Chris Spencer. Before we get back to the conversation, we want to thank Credit Karma for sponsoring the show. Do you feel overwhelmed when it comes to handling personal finances? You're not the only one. Credit Karma is here to help you make those big calls with more confidence. 
Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized to you. The best part about Credit Karma is that it's completely free and comparing loan offers won't affect your credit score. Finding a loan that fit my needs when I needed to pay off home renovations was tough, but with Credit Karma, they made it incredibly easy and helpful for me along the way. Plus, Credit Karma helps you keep track of your financial progress and even lets you know if you can refinance and save money. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. All right, welcome back, Hollywood Ways. We got a legend. Yeah, once things start going well for you a little bit, in which they're not going so well for me right now, but for both of you, they're going great. But anyway, Chris Spencer uh, is married to Vanessa Rodriguez, who did casting for Entourage and is a uh, good friend of mine. And Breezy worked with uh, your brother-in-law on Adam. Empire, Adam. And uh, anyway, what's going on, Chris? How hey, man, doing? I'm just you know just trying to keep these kids in private school for one more month. <laughs> that is my goal every month how much money can i make this month to make sure they don't end up at inglewood christian (laughs) and stay at the school they're at right well we've been talking about everything that's going on in la right now and Mm -hmm. and do you i mean is this a media exaggeration do you feel less safe than you did three months ago i'm I'm scared to death you are right yes i am christmas shopping grocery shopping everything is online yeah Uh, we were just discussing that like possibly just ordering everything Oh, no, order everything. Yeah. And even if you do go inside to pick it up, have that shit delivered. Yeah. Like, don't be walking out with bags, bags and all this yep. stuff because these dudes are lurking. Yeah. Waiting. There was one, I saw one video. These guys walked into this, it wasn't a residence, it was a business, place of business. They went straight to the guy with the diamond Rolex, put a gun to his head, took his Rolex and walked out. Yeah, the physical therapy office in Beverly Hills. Of course, you knew the last place you want to. You think you're going to be robbed? <laughs> that's that's. Well, Fox, I put him on the Rolex. Foxman's our rich producer, but so armed robbery in this parking lot four days ago. So no. while we're all sitting here doing a podcast, uh, a girl w- walked out from next door and tap tap and took her phone, and that's it. And uh, I guess why I keep bringing this up is because there is a certain segment of the media that wants to pretend that this is not really happening, but it is, and. What is happening is what you're saying. Everybody's locking themselves more in their houses than they were before, which is what we said earlier. What happens then? Everybody gets security guards. Everybody gets gates up. And it's not about rich people. It's about everybody not feeling f***ing safe, you know? It's it's very unsafe. So, But still, while that's going on, you went and made a movie anyway. Uh, So tell us about that. (laughs) Well, uh, the movie actually was before the shooting. I was Um, about to say, that was before (laughs) the shooting. I just made it. Uh, So I made a movie kind of in the vein of like... uh, the Full Monty Meets Magic Mike. All right. Right? It's a comedy about these black male dance review guys who get back together after 25 years to help this woman who put them on save her hotel mm-hmm. and the club that she actually started, which got, these guys got their start in. And, and, and is it, this an indie? It's an indie. Yeah. Uh, Gary Owen, Faison Love, Bill Bellamy, JB Smoove. Oh, I love JB. I'm uh, trying to get him on this podcast. Maybe you could help, Chris. I, I got you. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Oh. Tiffany Haddish. And I got Kevin Hart to come do a day with us. I like yeah. how I like how you went the other way. Yeah, the list I, just starts I, I, growing. I've, I've, I've been emceeing for years, so I know who's the closer. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. And what I I love, we've been talking a lot about this lately. We had, I know we had your friend on Bentley Evans, who's great guy. doing independent 
TV production. Yes, killing. So I, there's nothing I like more than people go out and make their own stuff happen. So right. this is completely independently financed. How independently did you go about financed. doing that? Uh, cocaine. <laughs> no, um, uh, a guy named Ely Semaha, who you've probably heard of. I, I, You know what? I have a movie I almost did with Ely like yes. 30 years ago. Right. So about... 12 years ago, 10 years ago, <laughs> I sold a script to his company. All these years ago. Yes. Like, She's like, I was four. She's like, yes, I was doing hopscotch. <laughs> um, and then they called me back two years ago, and you're like, we want to make this movie. I go, which one? Because he had two scripts, and they mentioned the movie. He had just gotten in, uh, uh, and, and started doing business with a guy named Gino Taylor. And one of the script, they got a big budget. They got a, some funding, and they said, this is one of the first scripts we want to do. So they called me. And they're like, oh, this is great. Who's going to direct it? And my writing partner, Eric Daniels, like, well, Chris has to direct it. And I was like, yeah. Have you directed before? TV, videos, commercials, but nothing. This was my first yeah, feature. Feature, yeah. And it's totally different, especially <laughs> when you have a 28-day uh, shoot on the schedule and they say, can you do it for 20? <laughs> so it was rough. I've been there, but yeah. it's still great. So what are you, are you allowed to talk about the budget? What kind sure. Of $140 million, I think it was. <laughs> Uh, the, it was under 10. I think right. that's the proper way you're supposed to say these <laughs> yep. things. It was under 10. Under <laughs> 40 million. Under 10. <laughs> I like it. It's under 10 could be 600 grand. It could, yeah, it could be. No, it was, it was, it was over, over, it up. over five and under 10. So, uh, and for a first, you know, uh, John Singleton, Gary Gray, like none of these people got budgets yeah. like I did. So I need to show and prove. And so I hope what we made is a, is a, a pretty funny and well, By the way, movie. to pull some of Tiffany and Kevin Hart and yeah. Wesley in, a, in an under under right. $10 million movie, that's amazing. Right. So well, that, that, means well, you're, that means you're a good person. I'm a good person. That's what that means. That's what me. that says to me. They owe me. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so how do you – let's go back to the beginning. How do you get started in this business? Where are you from? from born and raised here, Inglewood, mm-hmm. California. Moved to South Pass. Pasadena, right when crack pulled up to Inglewood. So <laughs> we moved from Inglewood February of 83 and crack pulled in March of 83. So I missed all that. We moved to South Pasadena, the suburbs, you know, uh, you know, where kids are having lunch on the grass with blankets and picnic baskets. I never saw this. It was like it was almost stereotypic white school. I was like, really? People really act like this? Yeah. It was like I thought they casted the school. So uh, from there, I went to UCLA. And then that's when I started doing stand-up. Uh, I kind of cut my teeth performing for, during rush week for all fraternities, the fraternity houses. And we would perform there. And then it was, we had like a little group of guys. Who were, the fraternity houses would book you to do stand-up? Yes. Wow. That's got to be a tough crowd. To, to cut, no, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that was the only crowd I knew. And yeah. Were those guys, paid gigs? Paid gigs. Yes. So these drunk kids, you know, <laughs> they're trying to entice these freshmen or sophomores to join their frat. And, hey, on Friday night, we're going to have a comedy show with these guys. And it was like four or five of us. And then I started doing open mics, Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, Improv. I was doing that, too. And we're born in the same year. So we might I, I, I jumped out of stand-up pretty quickly. But I was doing stand-up <laughs> yeah. in 91, 92. I'm serious. <laughs> and okay. acting didn't work out. <laughs> no, it didn't work. I just didn't like leaving my house then. I mean, yeah, so right. I, I figured out how to raise money for a film, and then I, I moved on. Was it Fat Beach or something? Well, Fat Beach, I didn't raise the money for Fat Beach. Uh-huh. I, I was hired to do Fat right, Beach. Right, right, But um, I did a couple of shorts that I raised the money got for you. And, and got my my start, whatever. So It's a good feeling, though, right? It's, you know, there's, to me, and, and we're talking about it now with, with producer Foxman there, we're going to do our own independent thing right now, and it's actually... It's got me as excited as when I was 25 it's to avoid all feeling. of the nonsense of the meetings, of, the auditions, oh, like, everything. Yeah. If you can call Ted and tell him to write you a check. Yeah, exactly. Is he still here? Yeah, but we can't, <laughs> we can't Chris, put a target on his don't back. Don't any ideas. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so Chris has got a new movie I for you. I immediately. Uh, I don't want to do Fat Beach too. <laughs> 
uh, fatter beach. <laughs> so I immediately, um, I, I meet a manager named JP Williams. He goes, he, I was always real quick off. Uh, I did a lot of my act just, you know, off bag top. and talk. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, can you do a real set? And I was like, sure. I did a real set. He goes, I want to do something different with you. I said, okay. He said, I'm going to take you on tour with my, me and my client. I go, who's your client? Jeff Foxworthy. So I was the opening act. Now on, he's the, the like his isn't he like the red? Is yes. it called the redneck? Yes. Just doesn't seem like a it's good the, fit. It's the blue collar tour now, but I was the opening act on the redneck tour. <laughs> and many times people would be, you know, they would say stuff to me that was ignorant. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it racist, but they'd be like, "Hey, you were a funny black comedian." I'd be like, "Thanks, white cowboy." Yeah. And so the whole audience is of the you know most of the people from the south. And uh, I wouldn't call him racist, but every now and then somebody would say some shit that would make me go, okay, man, you can't, you know, you can't you say took that. it too far. Like we'd be playing Monopoly uh, with one of the guys who was selling his T-shirts. And every time I would land on his property, he would move. And I was like, sir, you can't do that. That's racist. <laughs> now, we're talking 30 years ago. Do you, yes. Do you feel, uh, you know, with everything that's going on with social justice movement, blah, blah, is there a change? Is it better now or, or not? It's hard for us because we have to be careful because this is cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I was with Dave last night. Dave came to the comedy store. Chappelle? Yeah. Ooh. And um, he was just talking about being free. And and you got to be able to say these things. And a lot of comedians, you know, we, Dave will do a stand-up and then all of a sudden it becomes a question and answer period. So there's a lot of comedians going, hey, man, they, you know, they saying we, you know, every time I try to do something edgy, they go, you ain't Dave. And he's like, well, how are you going to ever be Dave if you don't take those chances? Mm-hmm. And so he was really, it was basically like a, a TED talk yeah. of him talking to all the young comedians about what you have to do. And if this is canceled culture, then consider me canceled. And do you think what happened with Chappelle in the last two months has affected him at all where he would ever think about going easier? I mean, no. Yeah, no shot, right? Not when one company... Here's the thing that Dave has the advantage of over all of us. He has one company giving him $50 million. So if he talks about women or gays or whatever, he doesn't have to worry about going into a Disney meeting or NBC or you know Universal tomorrow and be confronted with this person. He's like... He has fifty million coming from right here. Yeah, and then so he, he what he said was funny is like eh, I don't know if I can say this, but you can say the it. things that he reads is different than how he's treated on the streets. You know what I mean? That's, well, because I think when we've talked about it before, it's a small minority group right. that is yelling really loudly about right. all this stuff. And again, I don't want anybody to abuse anybody. I'm Jewish. We right. we know. I don't want to hear all the shit when people things. But Chappelle, he is. He's a genius, yes. and he finds a way to walk the line yep. that I think is enlightening, not right. uh, demeaning. But right. obviously, there's other people who think differently. But so. but but every era, there's there's. I mean, think of all your favorite comedians: yep. the Lenny Bruce's, the George Carlin's, the Richard Pryor's, the yep. Eddie's. It was always like, whoa. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the line has moved over a little bit. Right. And I think that's the real problem is people look back and, and you're younger. That's why I like to watch movies with Breezy and see how they affect her because she only knows what's now because right. that's where she grew up. So, you know, we were talking about it before you came on, but they're trying to cancel like it's a wonderful life. Apparently, Jimmy Stewart was was uh, the, the definition of male uh, oh, chauvinist. Mas- toxic, toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Right. I think it's a very sad time. But anyway, I wanna, we'll come back in a minute and keep going on Let's this. do it. Remember when CBD came out? It was all the rage. We all wanted it to be like cannabis. 
and it wasn't. It helps with some things, but you don't exactly feel it. Our friends over at CBDX.com felt the same way, so they went all in on Delta 8 THC. Prepare to have your mind blown. All of the goodness at CBDX.com is federally legal form of THC. You will absolutely feel it. They have tasty flour, which is just like the cannabis you know and love. They have strong but discreet vape cartridges, absurdly potent gummies, and even pure concentrates. These will get you stoned. So remember, never drive or operate heavy machinery when using these products, and they will show up as THC on a drug test. Go to CBDX.com. That's four letters, CBDX, and use the code HWAYZ. You will get 20% off and a free gift. That's CBDX.com and use HWAYZ. If you live in a state where cannabis is legal, this is a lot easier than going to the dispensary and cheaper than paying all those taxes. If you live in a state where cannabis isn't legal, this is a no-brainer. Forget those sketchy handoffs. Get yourself some gummies or a vape. You will be blown away that this is legal and shipped directly to you. All right, welcome back. Hollywood Ways, we're with Chris Spencer, comedian, filmmaker, actor, married to Vanessa Rodriguez. He's got it all going on. You know, I call you the GOAT, though. I I think for us, like, especially as black people, like, you were, uh, you were there when the black movies were right the shit they're not that too much anymore but right. i mean almost every movie that was impactful for our culture right. you was there yeah it's so funny um that you called me the goat uh, i'm writing a book uh because I, w- I walked into a comedy club one day and this kid goes oh my god chris spencer the goat and i was like no i'm the shepherd i hang and herd the goats so my book is about my relationships with dave chris eddie with the kevin goat. with, the, with goats. the goats with the, with the goats. real goats yeah. i'm around the goats yeah and i wouldn't consider my Myself a goat. I mean, I, I guess I'm a goat in a different capacity, but in, t- in terms of stand up, like I don't think I'm on anybody's Mount Rushmore except for my kids. I mean, but for us, and you know, it is a different time. But every, all the movies, even like you know, he didn't he didn't understand how much I love Fat Beach. But <laughs> you know, I come from a different place, and right. to me, that shit was it was cool, and and Brian Hooks was cool in that, and I Brian wasn't Hooks was I wasn't great. tripping, oh, but I there was when I seen Brian Hooks in, in High School High, like I loved it, you know. But that was the type of stuff I liked. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I, I I just gotta say, listen, I, I you know Chris Rock used to make a lot of fun of Fat Beach. Uh-huh. I was twenty two years old i got hired to do the best i could with a with a stupid script right but the talent that i had in that movie brian hooks and jermaine hopkins sure and, and others back in the day where i'm from like in philly those movies sold in the hood oh yeah. of course. If i walked down the block your shit was on dvd right yes. here yep. like you know what i'm saying or again, tape by, again, whatever that was tape, by the VHS. way it's on tape vhs yeah all i'm saying i'm not i'm not uh, be proud of it i am not embarrassed the, of fat beach at all be proud of it and the, the fact when chris rock which he did used to get up in his stand-up and make fun of that movie sure. if you don't think that was some of the proudest moments of my life to watch i was about to say because it could not be talked about at all i mean i i so. idolize chris and i know right um if i got his ear in any way especially when i was 23 years old i felt pretty damn good no but there's some movies that are like hood classics that's, Paper a, Soldiers, that's what i'm saying yeah soul plane don't be a menace they Friday. yeah yep. so so you know i met with ice cube on friday after fat beach because they just called i, I didn't have an agent i didn't have anybody i was 22 years old and then like i got the meeting and when I got there with, um, and I'm, I'm embarrassed that I'm blanking on Ice Cube's partner, Rick Alvarez. Yes, who's a great guy. But, but they thought when when I was coming in, they thought I was going to be black. black right. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't, and I didn't get Friday, which it's a great movie, and I'm not saying it would have been as good if I did it, but right. uh, it would have been nice if I did. But anyway, so uh, sure so. 
what are you working on? You got a, a podcast now. With- so, um, podcast with my wife called Date Night with Chris and Vanessa, where we talk to other couples as if it's a date. You guys got to come on, you and Chris. What do you guys do on this podcast? Because I know Vanessa, who I love to death, right. but Vanessa has a fiery yes. Instagram profile, yes. and she will people up so, so she has a moment called gratitude moment and then she has a call to action and that's when i kind of let her do her thing within the program and then we have experts on uh we've had tiffany haddish on we've had Dion cole we've had uh the kojos we've had holly and rodney we've had waka flaka and his wife we've had uh, uh tell uh, me we had in and uh and john, john carroll yep mm-hmm. so we've had Plenty, and then a lot of experts. You know, and how is doing a podcast with your wife? Because my girlfriend and I, we talked about doing yeah. a podcast, but I don't know. I, mean, I was that... worried for a while. Like I, I, I had been pushing off projects with her. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> mix church and state. I don't want to be yeah. fighting with you at home about the same shit we're fighting at work. And it, it worked out perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So we fight on might the air. Might be a better way to talk, too. We fight on the air. And might be a better way to talk. we don't fight at home now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, we now work well are... together. Yeah. I so, can see that. Yeah, so Real Husband season six is coming back. So Real Husband, you created. Again. Let me say, yeah, you got so much shit going on. It's it's insane. I got kids in private school. Are you? <laughs> so I, I co-created with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really season six. It's actually season one of this new streaming version of Real Husbands, which is going to be on BET Plus. Oh, nice. And then a linear version will be on BET after, I guess, it's already done whatever it needed to do on streaming. And are you running that show, too? No, that's what, I, I, that's what I'm allergic to, is the show running. Uh, this is a great system. So you wrote, you wrote the pilot with Kevin, or what? Wrote the pilot with Kevin, mm-hmm. and then uh, Ralph Farquhar, who's... His resume is from Married with Children to Moesha uh, and Proud Family. Oh. He he was a showrunner and um, he was the he, he ran the show. I was Scotty Pippen, so you know we we both don't say champion. that. Scotty says he's better than Michael now. Yeah, well I'm, I'm better than Ralph. <laughs> so uh, no, I'm not. He was he's Michael Jordan and I got to win the same amount of rings as him. So, yeah. uh, but I, the pressure of being in a room and controlled and having to deal with the network and the writers and that it's I, a lot. I, it's too much. I see what NK goes through, and I'd be like, oh my God. "That's uh, showrunner of um, yeah, American." She's running two shows at the same time. Yes, right now. that's mind boggling. She's that's running All American in our spinoff. That's my kid's favorite show. All American. All American. We don't nice. miss an All American. Yeah, Breeze is I, pretty damn good on that. Oh, she's excellent. <laughs> he just seen it. He just oh, seen but it. She, yeah. But he, listen, <laughs> listen. So me, my son was on like season episode four, the first season, right in the beginning, because my daughter's best friend is Isaiah Carroll, who is on, who is in, oh, NK's son. son. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we were like on episode eight into the first season, and she was behind. She watched every single one of them. On a school night, like we hear her giggling and and making noises in the room, we walk in the door. There's a light on her face. I go, "Are you?" It's four o'clock in the morning. She goes, "I know. I just got. To, I got to see what's going on." So <laughs> it's a, it's a weird show how it's hit because it's not just like the young kids. I have right. like all my old white friends in New right. York are obsessed with the show and it's obsessed great, with Cooper. It's, the writing what, is incredible. The characters are incredible. What 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 show did you guys have coming up that was just a show that your your family just watched? Like you guys put on TV, whole family sits in the room and watch. You know, well, the first thing that pops out to mind was weird because I wasn't allowed to watch with the family. And if you ever watched the show, you'd be so. Like it was considered too racy when we were kids. Three's Company Three's it was like company. my parents mm, and my older brothers. Because one thing oh, I know that show. So I, I know that our show definitely just brings families together. I haven't yes. seen a show like that in a long time. Yeah. Right. 
Um, but everybody I talk to, everybody I come in contact with, it's like my, our family. It's Monday not me. Night. It's not my kids. It's our family. Must see TV. This is the one thing. Even uh, my my this lady who ran up to me and Chris, she was like, "This is the one thing that my family hasn't been brought together in so long because awesome. because the kids are just growing different and they're growing, you know, separate ways from the household very right. quickly." He was like, "But this one thing really brings right because my family it, it deals together. with the stuff that kids are doing in high school for sure, and then with Tay and the white ex wife." what they're going through yep. it, it relates to us and then us as adults dealing with these kids yeah it's it giving just, you a bird's eye view of everything what's going, yeah. everything yeah, yeah. but I, I just i don't know of a show personally that has done that i mean back in the day i'm trying no to matter think, the i mean race. we're the same age but right. what, what were we watching that was like i mean cheers in my house was i don't think i watched time, brady bunch with my family that's no. what i'm saying what were you <laughs> watching with your parents i guess Probably. cosby show uh, cosby show i watched with my parents cheers i watched with my parents i didn't yeah. watch i didn't watch in living color with my parents no i no. did see that's the thing that's probably my mom's fault my mom i'm i'm into all that stuff because of well, my maybe mom. We were, i think we we're a little older yeah by the time we are a little older yes we were in college and stuff or after college she's in Living color when when you're like in high school. I'm trying to think what no, that is. I, 90, I wasn't in high like school. Like 92, 93 is living color. Yeah, I was. I was. I mean, yeah. No, I don't think my parents were even no. able to comprehend what in living color I was. was. Like, I eight, was loving it. Eight is enough. Eight is enough is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I was like we seven, watched that eight for years sure. When, oh, you know what though? There, uh, more than I mean, we, what we, year was Mad TV? Oh god, that, that was like 97, late. 97. Yeah. but I was still, I was still watching it. I know when it was because my late night. I had a late night talk show and it started in ninety seven the same time as Matt TV. Jesus Christ, what was that? What the it was fuck called Vibe, like the magazine. Oh Vibe, yeah, yeah. And then remember, I got fired and they hired Sinbad. That was that whole era. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then I was going up again. Here's what they effed up and did. They put Arsenio was gone, and then they're like, you know what? We need a black talk show. So they put me and Keenan on. We launched exactly at the exact same time. And then we went, and, and we were basically fighting for this small black audience. Mm-hmm. Then I fell off. They brought on Sinbad, and then Keenan fell off, and then they brought on the Magic Hour, and then there was no more black talk shows. How'd you feel about getting replaced by Sinbad? I feel like there's a little animosity about it. No, not at all. <laughs> no. That's listen. That's my OG. Like I look up to Sinbad. I I, I would. I mean, listen. If Denz, anybody would replace me, I would I, be mad. I was about to say, yeah, you can't you can't really be mad at. No, yeah. I mean, when it's that somebody that when funny and that, that good, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it would have been like Carrot Top, then I'd be like, <laughs> the hell is that? They're it's racist. amazing how much it is. You don't know what Carrot Top is? No, no, no. I'm saying oh, you would have right been yeah. like, who, who the hell is who that? that? Yeah. It's, it's amazing, though, Chris, how much stuff you've done now. So tell me about this movie. When is it going to be done? What is the plan then the to plan, get it out? We want to go theaters, mm-hmm. right? If they so no distributor yet. There's, we, we're, we're weighing our options. Okay. There's a lot of people who want... I mean, there's a, the cast is so incredible, and the director is he's fantastic. So, um, <laughs> Chris is the director. <laughs> forgot. There's Thank a God. lot of people who want it, so we're just trying to weigh our options and see who gives us the most money right, and well, who's going to give us the most theaters. Well, I uh, think the dope thing now is that they're releasing in theaters and on one yes, of these... Streaming services, yes. Yeah, I, I love that. Like yeah. I, When I realized I didn't have to go see King Richard in theater... I'm like, right. babe, this one. <laughs> I know this is right what, but it scares me that nobody's going to leave their house again. And to me, there's nothing better than seeing a great comedy in a theater with everybody laughing. So I, so that, round like, I can actually watch King Richard. I don't need to be in an audience and right. seeing if someone's you got to hear the laughs that come from right. my I just, bedroom. I just love. Uh, we well, laugh I bet. hysterically. I bet, but we don't even care. I don't know. And just a little unknown fact. I mean. 
Fat Beach was legitimately under $100,000, and that was released on 400 screens and still plays 30 years later. So again, I'm, I'm not embarrassed about it at all, and right. I think it, it was the start of my career, and it's where I'm going back to now. So I love you and Bentley like going out and making these things on your own the way you want. Obviously, if you can get Kevin Hart, which... Right. You know, Feeling maybe, inspired? Maybe you can get Kevin for this podcast, too. That would be awesome. That's there, Chris. <laughs> He's so rough. He's so hard to get... After. Well, He's so busy. Yeah. He's, well, he also, you know, I, he has this... He has, which We've, we've, I think, made up. I think he's gotten past it, but he was very pissed at me when we didn't cast him on Entourage. And when I say we, I mean Vanessa, right. your wife as well. Right. He read for a little turtle, part. Right? No, no, no. It wasn't for a main part. It was like season four. He read for something. Vanessa and Sheila were all like, this guy's a star. And I, I cast Bow Wow. Just, it was like, you know, one of those things. You're, you got a hundred things. And then all of a sudden I was hearing, this is before Kevin is Kevin. Mm. Everyone's like, Kevin Hart says you're a douchebag. I'm like, who the fuck is Kevin Hart? And then Kevin blew up. And right. I'm like, uh, Kevin, why do you think I'm a douchebag? But anyway, <laughs> so I, I read for I came in for uh, Entourage. I don't know if you remember this. I came in. I thought all these dudes were from Boston, so I came in wearing a <laughs> Celtics Boston. jersey. <laughs> And all these dudes were like, oh, the Paul Pierce. We like Paul Pierce. I said, like, yeah, you know, I was representing <laughs> Beantown. They were like, we're from New York. What did you read for? Turtle. Uh, you're talking for the pilot? Yes. Oh, wow. I don't wow. remember that. Yes. Vanessa must have kept that. Were you were, you're not, were you already dating, obviously? Or? Uh, she was trying to, she was picking up on me. Yeah, she was trying to lock you she down. Like, She's like, I'll get you this part. How can I get him? <gasps> I'll try to get him in entourage. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I love Vanessa. Everybody should check out this this podcast, yes. Date Night. Yeah. Did, and we, did we get the, the name of the new movie? Yeah, what is the name? It's called Back on the Strip. Back it was, on the Strip. It was called My Magic Johnson. Wow. But he, he wouldn't let me keep the name. <laughs> Back on the wouldn't Strip. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good title. You had another great title, too, which we're going to wrap this up. But this title of this movie, I never heard. The 41-Year-Old Virgin Who Knocked oh. Up Sarah Marshall and Felt Super Bad About It. Yeah. Is that a movie I should should That's I watch a title? It? That's the title yeah. of the movie. It's one of those like oh, spoof movies. Like, yeah, got it. It's oh, very got it, funny. Got it, got it. So where do I get that movie? Uh, Sears? I don't know. I it's don't not know. on iTunes? Nothing? I, I have no idea. I've never, I never went back to watch it. See, this is what happens when, Ted, you'll learn this. It's on this. Tubi. Hopefully in 10 years we'll have a, a, a long bio of work, but the fact that he doesn't even remember where to find this movie. He's got on, so many things. It's on things. Amazon Prime and Apple TV and Tubi, so you're right. good. I, wow. I'm gonna, and that's I'm gonna the thing. Out. No matter how bad you think something is that you have done or not done or whatever, these films are available everywhere, Every. which is the greatest thing about this streaming network. Yeah. Right? Chris, thanks so much Thank for coming you, in. Thank Absolutely you so much. Crazy. I'm a big fan. Keep Thank doing you. Your thing. Thank you. I'm leaving you at the top of Mount Rushmore. See you when I get there. We shall where's, where's be the back. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How many paid subscriptions do you have right now? And how many of these subscriptions have you forgotten about? I had AOL for almost a decade when I never used it, and I kept paying and paying because it was on my credit card. If you're consistently paying too much money a year in subscription services, it is time for you to try something new. And our friends at Truebill have the answer. Do you know why free trials renew without consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save 720 bucks a year on Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your un wanted subscription with one tap. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Hollywood Ways. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Hollywood Ways. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Hollywood Ways. 
Welcome back, Hollywood Ways. I just love, I, I do, I love having these people on who are not only creative but entrepreneurs as well that are going out and doing stuff. So what, yeah. are, what are we going to do on our own here? What are we going to do, Breezy? We got to come up with something. I know, we should. Yeah, so what's, what do you got? You locked into All-American for 40 years or what's the contract? <laughs> I don't you? know, I don't know. The thing is, is that when it comes to films, my, my, my show actually loves me and I love them back and they do allow me to do films. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just with TV, they don't want to see you on other TV shows. Yeah. And I get it, that's cool. I don't even want to. Like as much as my show does, I don't want to go to another TV show yeah. and do that. Um, but, but do you have any desire because, you know, Chris, as he was saying, Bentley, who, who you weren't here for, they, they were actors, comedians, Comedians, writers, they're doing all of it. Do you have any desire to direct? I have write? a lot. I have yeah. a lot of desire to do all of it. Because I can see you being good, uh, yeah. a good director. Yeah, I'm just waiting to honestly get in the space where I can get these thoughts out of my head. Which thoughts? Of what I want to do. Okay. Ideas. I thought there um, was like, you know. Like no, no, no. Like ideas for scripts. Demons. And the thing about me is that like um, I know one script that I want to do and I've literally have been having the dream for years the same story mm-hmm. for years and I'm like I have to do it you know we watch what comes out what that? nobody's told the story the way I want to tell it well what I try to say to everybody and again take it for what it's worth like don't wait just start getting yeah. moving well I know, me it's like, about it's about it's, a- it's about uh, aligning myself with people um you gotta understand I'm still fairly new in yeah. this town yeah. I-, I don't consider myself to really trust that many people here yeah. you know what I mean you so trust me? I do you're, you're, you're getting there no I do I, I don't think you would take anything from me. No, I don't. I don't think you would do that. No. So I mean, maybe your watch, but that's a- or designer bag. That's why I don't have it. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know that I can trust to guide me, and, and people people are not big fans of sharing their time in this town. Yeah, you know, and I, I've always felt like. As in my culture and my people, our biggest, you know, letdown was or downfall was just a lack of knowledge. So until I'm able to find someone to actually help me, yeah, or you know, and, and guide me to yeah. what what with what I'm trying to do, yeah. you know. Other you know, than that, I take the time and learn on my you, own. You know, it's interesting because Chris and Bentley, Bentley was talking about. I mean, Martin Lawrence just like yeah. stuck by but him. Bentley, saw his Bentley's talent. one of those guys, like, and he's someone that I've sat and spent hours talking to who is willing to help me. Yeah. So he's a different person, but everybody's not like that. No, 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 of course. I'm just saying, like, they were great stories because, you know, um, and they seem like Chris and Bentley ran with a lot of the same crews. But when you have these guys coming up that you're like, yeah, Martin Lawrence is funny shit, Kevin Hart's funny shit, you don't know that they're going to make it, but when they do explode the way they are, and then Kevin Hart's willing to come back for Chris's movie. Did you and- watch the new Kevin? The, uh, the true story with him and Wesley Snipes? No, but I heard it's really good. Oh, my gosh. What's it called? True story. I gotta watch true it. Story. I gotta watch. I'm still it's on uh, Netflix. I'm it's still really scarred good. by Kevin being mad at me, so it's hard for me to, you know, it's hard for me to watch. I, I, I love this one because uh, maybe maybe we should maybe we should talk about that next time. Next time. Okay. True. What's true it called? True story. All right. Netflix. So let, let's Kevin do Hart, that. Wesley Snipes. All right. Done. Is it a, a one thing or is it a series? It's a series, but it's probably it's a That's short right. series. It's can, a limited series. I can get through it. That's what we're gonna talk about next time. And Breezy's like she's she's. Going down with there's no watch on, there's no ring on. I don't think you're wearing the necklace I got you. Like you're no. stripped down. Yeah, I'm so very stripped. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully you still got some good sneakers on. Welcome. But who- I, you know how many pairs of this exact shoe I have? <laughs> I wore the I wore the oldest one. <laughs> this is off. really. It's Just really, don't take my hoodie. This is Drake. This is a Drake hoodie, and I love it. It's really sad what's going on. Yeah. So hopefully everyone gets it right, and hopefully everyone stays safe. And stay uh, safe. We shall be back. Know that you like the lies, know you like the way it shines. There's no other place you'd rather be. This is how we do it in Hollywood. Hollywood. This is how we do it.
Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is even over. Just tell them what you need and they'll handle the rest, sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros and connect instantly all for free for everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, they'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com to get started.